doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Okay, I might start to sound like a broken record, but I'm really excited about today's episode because my friend Christina is on here with me. And Christina is a mindset slash confidence coach, former pro golfer, doer of hard things. But what I love the most about Christina is she is as real as real gets. She has really, really changed my life in this last year and a half. And it's crazy to think that I've only known her this long. So this will not be the last time that I have her on, but I'm really excited about today's episode. And if it triggers you just the title of this, you definitely want to listen in. Okay. I am so excited about today's podcast because this person is so special to me and means so much to me that I was like, I needed to have her on in one of my first, you know, episodes because of the growth that I've had just being around Christina and just being able to follow her. So um, welcome, Christina. I'm excited to have you here. And we're going to dive right in because, you know, I know people have busy lives and they want to, you know, be listening to many people on podcasts. But let me just first start by talking about your brand and what you symbolize. I think of worthiness when I first think of you and I think of making decisions, you know, I am decide. But for me, worthiness, just that word was a trigger, like a big time trigger. In fact, even right now, you know, this morning, I was told that I'm on the front page of the newspaper. And I went right to this like shame and unworthy place. And this couldn't have been better timing today to be able to have you on and, you know, talk about your story and why, you know, why are you so passionate about spreading this worthiness message? Um, Because I literally was like in the shame hole of unworthiness for most of my <laughs> most of my life and so now once i kind of had hit my my quote unquote rock bottom and i don't believe everyone has to hit a rock bottom your rock bottom may look a lot different than mine but for me um my quote unquote rock bottom came for, came at about 27 28 i'm now i'm going to be 38 this year so it, it was um i've been on a 10 year journey of trying to figure out this whole worthy worthiness thing but the 10 years of unworthiness before that started when I was about 18 years old. And um, two things happened when I was 18. First thing, and both of them, you're probably going to think, oh my God, how is that a, a negative thing? The first thing that happens when I was 18 was I got really good at golf. Like I'm talking like from taking up the club, touching my hands to winning the first three tournaments I ever played in to getting a college scholarship a year later, having all of this attention on me for golf. And then also at the exact same time, I 
honestly, I got pretty hot <laughs> at 18 years old. And so these two things happened to me at 18. And for the next 10 years, I was on um, the drug of external validation. I was on the drug of needing to be told you're amazing, you're pretty, you're skinny, you're great, you're such a good golfer, your life is amazing. Like all of the things I could not get skinnier, I could not get better at golf, I could not, I did everything in my power to get that next hit of at a girl. And it was a horrible, horrible 10 years. I mean, there was a lot of good things, obviously, that happened during that time. It wasn't complete misery, 365 every year. But for me, it was, you know, breaking down of myself and my belief that I am what I do, and I am how I look. And for me, it was a really very horrible time. And I finally got to a point where after hating myself, not wanting to live, having a horrible eating disorder, I finally said, all right, I've got to change something because this can't go on forever because everyone thinks my life is amazing. Externally, looking at my life, it was pretty rock star, you know, playing professional golf, really good looking, having a ton of money, all these clients, you know, a good relationship. And yet I was dying on the inside. So that's kind of why I'm so passionate about it now, because I never want anyone to feel the way I feel for, you know, 10 plus years. I love that. And I love, again, you are always so raw and so real. <laughs> you just, you just say it like it is. And I think that's what's missing a lot of times in, you know, I think when I've shared you on social media, I'll have people come back and they're like, Oh my goodness, Christina is just so real. She's the person that I'm really relating to. And I think it's because you, you know, you even just made a point of saying, you know, I'm still, you know, working on it. Like you've been doing this for 10 years and it's, it's, it's a daily practice to plug back in, you know, to what we need to. So if you had to think of the, the pivotal things or, things that have really helped you in not seeing that external and diving into the internal, what has it been for you? For me, I think for sure, it's surrounding myself with like-minded people. Obviously, you and I have talked, you know, for the last year and a half, you and I have become extremely close. That is so important. Having people that you love and respect and admire who are on the same page is one of the most important things you can ever do. You know, for me, that started about eight years ago. Uh, I went to an in-person event where for, it was the first time in my life that I had ever gone and done something, quote unquote, self-development. I put myself in a very awkward situation, did not feel worthy to walk in that room, felt like every single human in that room had their shit together. And I was the person who was like completely like from the outside, my life looked amazing. Again, it looked great, but inside I was dying. And so I never felt like worthy to even walk in that room because everyone in that room, everyone had their, their shit together. Am I allowed to cuss by the way? Yes, you are. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll totally go into that. You, oh my gosh, this is not allowed on Amy's podcast. But in my world, cussing is a bit is a, like a normal on the daily. Amy knows that. But um, you know, everyone else I felt like had their shit together. Everyone else I felt like was totally like you know everything was going hunky dory for them. And for me, it was not. And so being around like minded people who were doing the things that I wanted to do so important feeding myself on the daily like you and I know that this like your podcast will change people's lives because I have listened to thousands of podcasts YouTube videos I probably read a book every three days for probably five years because I was obsessed with changing my thoughts you know thoughts become things like people like we have to understand this and obviously your audience understands this because you preach it but you know you have to be 
filling your brain. And I call, I tell all my clients, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching masterminds, all the things. And I tell my clients, my job is to brainwash you into believing you're the highest version of yourself. Like that is all this whole world is right. Like we grew up being brainwashed from the thoughts of our parents and you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of people are very wounded people. They're trying to do the best that they can possibly do. Your parents, my parents, were they doing the best that they could probably do? Absolutely. Did they know better? Probably not. And the thing is, is like we now, I say to people all the time, I'm like, guess what? You now have a huge responsibility because you know better. Like I now know better. My parents may not have known back then that they could change their thoughts. They could change their, their thoughts, change their actions. And the results came from that. But now that I know, I now know I have to show up better because I now know better. And so I think that that's really important. Like who you surround yourself with, what you're consuming on a daily, like keeping the promises to yourself. You are a master at that. Like that will change your life. People believe, you know, you can look at your life, my life, whomever's life and, and go, oh my gosh, well, of course they have it all together. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what this is? This is a combination of doing the tiniest little things every single solitary day that like you, you turn around and you go, oh my God, my life's 180 different from five years ago by doing the tiniest little things every single day. Totally. I, two things that really stood out to me that I love that you talked about. And I say this all the time is, you know, being obsessed, you have to be obsessed with what you want to possess. This isn't something that you just, you know, kind of dip your toes into. I mean, I watch your stories every single morning. I see you reading your devotional, like every single morning, your morning is anchored with what you need to feed yourself. It's not, you know, sometimes it's every single day. And then what you mentioned was, was we have to brainwash, you know, you have to brainwash because many people, I'm sure a lot of the people that follow you and either in their thirties or forties. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they've had a whole life of a brain patterning and, and thoughts and beliefs that it's not going to just happen overnight. I think, you know, that's where I love your real talk. And I try to be as real as possible in that. If you're thinking some 10 week course is going to suddenly change your life, I mean, you are mistaken. I mean, will it, will it totally shift you? Absolutely. But you can't just stop there. You know, and I think that's why you do offer like your, I mean, you have an annual event, you have retreats, you have masterminds because you see the value and the power of if I can get them brainwashed and get them all in on themselves, that they have a better chance of having that change. So let's talk about that. What, you know, I I went to your event this year and I was a speaker at it, but ironically enough, I ended up being like the student more than anything because I had a lot of breakthroughs there and just seeing, I mean, you know, it's those stories that we've told ourselves, you know, when I met you, you really broke down this, this story that I was telling myself that I could not be close friends with girls and that girls that were just girly girls, like I even, you know, judged that, that, oh, I'm not, you know, this girly girl. And then of course, you know, you came into my life and completely squashed that (laughs) and, and changed that so, so much for me. But, you know, at your event, what is your prime, like, what's your primary goal, Christina? Like, what are you hoping to have people see through being around you? Oh my gosh. I'm first of all, I am not definitely the girliest girl, but I will say I had those same preconceived notions about girls. And I will say the number one thing that changed that about me is how did I ever expect a girl to like me when I didn't like me? 
And that was where the huge flip came for me. And I hope all anyone who's listening to this being like, oh yeah, girls are catty, girls are mean, girls are all those things. And I don't think I was ever really super catty or super overly mean, but I didn't like myself. So obviously the universe knew that like a, a girl coming into my life would probably not go, go well because I was automatically like on the defense. Like, of course she's going to be mean. Well, it was because I didn't like myself. Now, like girlfriends can come into my life easily. And I like, even, even if they are like, unbelievably ubery girly girls, which I'm not, I can totally love them and know that like, Hey, they're just doing the best that they can. And so I just love that you pointed that out because I think a lot of girls actually struggle with that. Like so many women struggle with the girls. It's either like they struggle or they just only have girlfriends, like one or the other. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's in the middle. So thank you for bringing that up. Well, you make a huge, a really good, good point, which is it's about them. It's not about you. So if we are feeling like we're not liked and not accepted, especially like say a specific person, I've had to tell myself and almost train myself. This is not about you, Amy, them attacking you, them judging you, them doing all those things. That's their unhappiness. I mean, I on the outside, you know, going through my affair, that was such a secretive part of my life. People had no idea. I hated myself. I literally hated myself because we're just not created this way. Like God wants the best for us. God wants us to show up. And, you know, it's not what people think on that other side. They they thought I was like, you know, super happy. And, you know, when really I was totally crapping on myself all the time, hence the cheating, hence the, you know, because we are created to show up as our, I mean, we are destined to be so much better than what I was living in that, in that time of my life. So I just love that you bring that up because I think so many people think it's about them when maybe they feel like they're not being accepted or whatever by someone in particular. And really it's, it's, it's about that other person. That person is not. You know know what's so funny? This is actually, this is kind of a side tangent, but this actually just came up just this week. And it's happened to me maybe three or four times within the last few years. So most people don't know I'm a former professional golfer and now I still play golf. I play, I call it my old man money game. So like all of these guys, we go out and play a couple days a week. It's like the funnest thing on the planet. Whether I win $10 or $1,000, it literally does not matter. I'm so competitive and I love every moment of it. But within the last couple of years, I have had um, this situation come up where there's been a couple of wives that see me playing with their husband. And I'm talking like on the spot, want to murder me. And I used to get so angry. Like I was like, I'm like, part of me wants to go like, F you, what do you think I'm doing? Like humping your husband in the bush? Like literally that is not the case. I'm like, if you actually got to know me, you would know that like you and I can actually be really, really amazing friends. And a lot of my guy friends, I'm super close with their wives as well. We'll go for drinks or whatever afterwards. And they know that, you know, they know that like, there's nothing going on. Most women are intimidated either because they think that they're going to, you're going to take their husband or you're going to take or you want their money. I'm like, guess what? I got money and I got a great husband. Like I don't need, I don't need either one of those things, but it's so funny that that has just come up the last couple weeks. And it's been, it's so hard because I actually feel so bad for those women now because I'm like, obviously you have so many insecurities in your own marriage and you have so many insecurities, like what's going on with you that it makes me sad for them. Cause I'm like, Oh, you, you want to like hate on me originally. Like I'm pretty sure there's something 
going on in that marriage that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> totally. It's a projection. It's, yeah. it's a complete projection. And that comes up very often for me. Um, I get really fearful for people to find out my story because I feared that women wouldn't like me. And I've had to learn that if they end up not, or if they do have that judgment of me initially or whatever, I have to know it's about them. It's their own projection of something going on in their life. I mean, it's no different than, you know, it's like when we make assumptions of people, it's usually some old story that we've had in our lives that then we're just, it's now coming out, you know, like not trusting people, you know, not, you know, that's because maybe you've not been trustworthy in the past, you know, like that used after my affair, that was my default with many people was like, Oh, I bet he's doing this. Yeah, because I was doing that. That's because that's why it was coming up for me. When I'm not, you know, when you're not living that way, you don't see those things, you know, and it's, I think it's, you know, even how I've been drawn to you and other people I've met this last, you know, year and a half is having our core values and yeah. aligning with people that have those same core values. And it's like a magnet that you are attracted to what you are. So that's why like your circle, my circle has changed over the last few years for me. It's not been as long as yours, but the last few <laughs> years is I can look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have such quality friendships right now and such quality connections, you know, which leads into my next thing. Cause I do believe you're the master connector. Like I don't oh, know anyone. You. I really don't know anyone like you. And I feel like you're, always giving in the way that you're looking for the way to help that person. I mean, my gosh, just when I was even at decide it's your turn, you were already trying to find people that, you know, to connect me with. And I'm like, you're amazing. Why, why do you think that's your gift? Is it, is it your drug? Do you love it? Like what, you know, because I know people that are in your mastermind, like yeah. you've got a major hype crew and they love you. They reach out to them. you. They, they tell me that what, what's your superpower? Why, you know, what is your passion with the connection? Yeah, you know what? It's so funny because like for a really long time on my bio when I was playing golf, so I played professional golf for a little while and then I transitioned into hosting corporate and charity events. So basically what that means is people paid play pay me money to play golf with them and make connections on the golf course. Like this is a funny story, but it's it, it makes sense to you. So I played go golf with a group of guys on the very first hole. So they paid me to come in. We were teeing off and I'm like, so what do you do? Are you married, kids, whatever? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm married. I got two kids, whatever. His employees, guys that he was working with literally like, oh my God, you're married? I was like, well, my job here is done. First tee box. Like I, all I do is I, I make the human connection, especially with men. Cause men like literally connect on the, Hey man, what's up? Hey man, what's up? And they don't know shit about each other, but the human connection, that's why in this time, this COVID time, it makes me so sad because I believe we were all born to connect, like touch, connect, communicate face to face, eye to eye. You know, so many people are saying that we're going to go, go all virtual now, but I believe one of the reasons why all of the, the meetings and things like that are working now for a little while is because we've already known each other in person with connection. We've already created the human connection. Human connection is one of the most essential parts of living and breathing like it should be like heartbeat breathing all the things it's so so important so my goal in life is just to connect people on a human level at the end of the day i don't care who you are your skin color your economic where you live you know what you do for a living we are all human beings who like to connect and i was just so i've just been really good and i think the reason why i'm really good is i just genuinely care for people like I actually want to know like 
are you married? What do you like for, for a living? You know, I got paid a ton of money to play golf with clients on the golf course and not everyone really liked golf, but I was always asking them like, so what do you like? So if we connect on football, if we connect on, you know, whatever it is, I would then always make sure to follow up with like, Hey man, I see like the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing this weekend. Congratulations. Good luck. Or, Hey, you got your ass kicked this weekend. Good, better luck next week. But that's what made me so successful in that is I always remembered to follow up and connect because I actually cared. Most people were shocked that I was able to have the career I had in golf, but I was like, honest to God, the only thing I do different is I give a shit. End of story. <laughs> like, that's it. And that's why I care about connecting you with the right people. Because if I do that, I will succeed. There's zero chance in hell that the universe won't let me win. Yes, yes, I agree. I mean, I've reached out to you and been like, I need help with learning how to do this. And, you know, I mean, I really believe that things are skills and it just then becomes a natural, like now it's more natural for you that you do. But like, I, I remember messaging you and saying, hey, I, I want to build this friendship. I'm going to start putting reminders in my phone. And I'm going to, you know, because it wasn't my default. And I think it's important for a lot of the females that follow me and follow you to know that you can practice at these things. And it may feel a little bit awkward and silly at first, but I'm a big believer in our personalities don't have to be what they are. We can change. And and instead of getting stuck in that place of, oh, I, I'm not a person that is d doing these things, you can create it through skills, through the daily practice of it. I mean, hey, I've had to put alarms on my phone. It's not that I didn't care about you. It's just that it wasn't my default to be that way. And so I've had to cultivate it you know, through time. So this leads into my next question. So if you're, you know, you're, you're a female right now following me, and there's so many women that want friendships, and they want like connection. And you know, they really want to like fast track it. Do you suggest they try to get into like, say a mastermind or like a circle that they can, you know, suddenly, I mean, I know with myself, a mastermind gave me 40 new friends, you know, depending on the size of it, 12 new friends. You know, is, is that what you suggest? Do you suggest them, you know, reaching out to people and just being bold and brave? You know, tell me what you would say to that person that is just looking for friendship, you know, potentially some business help too, but friendship and connection more than anything. Uh, so I'm going to trigger a few people and you know, I'm probably what exactly what I'm going to say, but I pay for my friends. End of story. I pay for my friends. I started paying for my friends and I'm happy to continue to pay for my friends because I know the circle that I want to be in. And I don't, do I think it's a negative thing at all? Not really. I mean, if you want to like think back to like college, right? You paid to be in a, like if you live in the United States, you understand this, like for fraternities and sororities, you had to pay to be a part of those. You wanted to hang around with those people. Yeah. So you paid part of that group like my husband is um a, in construction development he's a president of a company so guess what he's a part of ypo which is young president's organization it's a global organization so guess what he can reach out to a president of a construction company in germany or mexico or china or wherever he wants to because he's paid to be a part of that group do you know that connection is so important you can fast track something like so great. And, and everyone's like, well, I can't always afford that. You can afford to do something. You can afford to like jump in all these free Facebook groups and add a ton of value. If you're the person who's always adding value and not asking for much in return, guess what? You are more likely to get more in return because you are giving value. I promise you when I was in my golf career, I, every single year, I wrote out a whole list of all my clients. 
I wrote out a huge list. And when it was Christmas, I sent them a text. A lot of my clients are big sports people. So when things are happening, I'll send them a text. One of my clients, massive, massive client of mine owns a construct or a, a, a trucking company. Every time one of those trucks drive down the interstate and I see it, I snap a photo and I was like, what's up, dude? You know, like I'm just adding value to them to make sure that they don't forget me. And then the next time that they need, they need something. Oh yeah. Christina just sent me a message the other day. Boom. I'm in. Is it, is it a negative thing? I mean, I guess if you want it to be a negative thing, the women in my group right now, so my women's mastermind right now, we just sold out. We got 20 amazing women in part of this group. All of those people paid money to, to associate with each other. They may not connect with every single person right now, but a year from now, one of those girls may need help with another thing. Some of those girls are struggling right now with one thing and the other girls are thriving right now. That could flip and they could bless each other. They're all around the United States, Canada, around the world. Those connections, it's like, it's like online dating where you're like, you could go to a bar and just like pick from all the people in town, or you can get on one of the apps and have this huge pool of people that you actually want to connect with that you really, really connect with. So do I think it's a negative? No, but there's tons of ways to find amazing people. You just have to be willing to put your skin in the game. I, I totally agree with you. And I think having the skin in the game already makes me know that person's serious. I would even like liken it to like, let's say the person's like looking for a relationship. The person that pays to be on like a dating site, they're just more invested in wanting to be in a relationship versus the person that's going on the free bumble or whatever they're called, you know, and, yeah. and, and swiping because they didn't have to have any skin in the game to, you know, get a connection versus you already know that the people that have paid to be in your mastermind, those, those females already can take a guard down that they know, man, these people really want connection. And these people are very serious about being around other, you know, up leveling women that are, that's what they're looking for. So before I even move forward, tell me what in your, in your words is a mastermind. Cause I know that there will be people that do not know what a mastermind is. So what is a mastermind? First of all, don't feel bad. I had no freaking idea what it was either when I first came into this. I'm like, what the hell is that? My version of what a mastermind is, is very like grade A, like bottom of the bowl. It's basically like-minded people getting together to accelerate growth in a certain topic. End of it. story. Like that is like the grade one version, right? It's like a group of like-minded people. So like, let's say you loved, you love cars. A group of people coming together to share thoughts and ideas on cars. Like, I'm not going to be a part of that group. I could care less. <laughs> but you, you, people who love cars want to pay to be around other people who love cars and talking about all those things. And if I'm a person who like wants to excel in the car industry, you can bet your ass I'm going to buy into that group because when you're around people who are wanting to do something in that group or have the skills in that group, Guess what, people? You can Google anything, but if you actually want to move fast in life, you get around people who are doing the th same things that you want to do. Oh, I could. That was the per perfect, you know, <laughs> way to describe it because I know so many people are like, "What's a mastermind?" Yeah, totally. Don't feel bad. It's like a connection group. So exactly. Okay. Well, this is this has been so awesome. I'm going to have you on again because you know that I want to talk about judgment. I want to talk about triggers and, but I, I, I want to keep these where people get these, these like little hits of things in a nutshell, surrounding yourself, guys, you need to surround yourself 
with the right people and the right things. First of all, I think that that has just, I mean, you're living proof of that. Um, too, it's, you know, being obsessed with what you want to be, you know, possessing, brainwashing yourself, keeping your daily promises, all the things that you do. I mean, you live at Christina. And I think that that's what it really comes down to with you is the transfer of energy. People feel your energy. It doesn't even matter what you're saying on your stories. I just, I feel you. <laughs> I just, I talk it. about a lot of random crap. Feel free to follow me. I um, love it. Well, <laughs> so I have a couple, you know, quick questions, just like rapid fire stuff. Yeah. What, where's your favorite social media platform? Like where do most only Instagram? I don't even care about any of the other ones. When sports on, I am on Twitter when sports, but all my followers are only dudes. And we talk about gambling on sports. That's it. <laughs> okay. And it is B E as in B E underscore or no one. No, nope, no nope. B Christina, B Christina. And how to remember that is every single day. I want you to show up and be yourself. So be Amy, be Sarah, be Christina, be whomever you have to be yourself. That's the only I love that. Christina. And just because, you know, I got a lot of health nuts here. What's your favorite cheat meal? Like if you're having a cheat meal, what is it? Tell me anything the whole that's thing. dessert, anything that's dessert, but my, okay. So I just recently, do we have two seconds? Yes. Okay. So I just recently climbed Kilimanjaro with a group of amazing people last October um, from Canada for a children's hospital. And, you know, when you're climbing a mountain for 12 days and there's like 12 of us and we're all get super close, like within day two, like there was full tears, you know what I mean? Like very close. But one of the conversations of, you know, we had every day was talking about our final meal and we all talked about our final meal. Mine was like ridiculous. It would be like my final meal was like meatloaf from Whole Foods, um, <laughs> granola, like chocolate peanut butter granola. It was like, it was the most random. Oh, and then it topped off. And I don't know if everyone's been there. I've only been there like four or five times, but it's the best dessert you'll ever eat in your life. It's called Mastro's, Mastro's Steakhouse, the warm butter cake. It takes like, have you ever had it? Oh my gosh, I have oh talked to clients Oh my god. It's, it's like, like literally, it. It, is, it is like the last meal. Like you will, like I promise you, if death comes before me and like <laughs> I'm having a last meal and I want all of the whipped cream, like they make the fresh whipped cream, I want it all, like every bite of it. Okay, we have to definitely meet up at a Mastro's and have butter cake because I know it's like two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, I want who knows? All, I don't even I care. I want, I want all of it. And there's one in Vegas, and they're mostly in California, Phoenix, and Vegas. Oh, I love it. And last question is, what's one of your favorite books? A book that has changed you that you would want your audience to read? There's two of them. I'd say the first one okay. is kind of for everyone. That's um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I think that that is one, um, Sin Caro or however you say it. I think it's a really great introduction to um, self-development. And then if you are a, a woman, especially, if you have uh, struggled with the self-worth issues, I would say Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Oh, perfect. I love that one. I haven't read the first one. So that's going to be one I get next. Yeah. But this was so great, Christina. I'm so happy I got to have you on. And this will not be the last time people hear from you. They're going to just know you're, you're part of my really close circle. And I just feel honored to be a part of it. And I can't wait for more conversations like this. So thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, another episode in the books. And I cannot thank you enough for all of you that have been tuning in. This has been a whirlwind of fun and I'm really, really enjoying it. So 
I'm going to be bringing regularly scheduled podcast episodes every Tuesday and Friday, along with some bonus ones with my husband, with friends. I'm just really, really excited about it. My one ask, and it's a big ask, is for you to screenshot this or share the link with anyone that you think would benefit from having this in their life. With so many podcasts out there, it's it's hard to be seen and known. So I'm hoping that with the help of you, the help of my community, that more people will continue to see effort.